Welcome to Sales and Marketing Fry Talks, where we share insights, best practices and anecdotes from technology companies. Join us live on LinkedIn or subscribe to our podcast. And now to the new episode. So good morning. Good morning, everyone. And thank you for joining uh, our another episode of Fry Talks. And this time it's actually an anniversary episode. Uh, maybe you, you already have seen this. We share that uh, today we have a one-year anniversary. And uh, I, I firstly would like to thank you, Rollins, for being all this time with me and contributing uh, to make it all happen. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you, Andres, for, for, for driving it. If it wasn't for you, I think uh, we wouldn't get anywhere. But look, this is 25th episode. We have 12 months, uh, bi-weekly routine established. Except for, I think, a couple of weeks in summer, maybe we skip, but, but other than that, every two weeks. Yeah, but uh, most importantly, I would like to thank you all those who actually were with us uh, either live or were listening to our podcast or now watching maybe a recording of it. So thanks a lot for being uh, with us, because uh, if, if you would not come, if you would not participate and share your feedback with us, probably it would not happen either. So um, and then uh, we, we had like numerous of different speakers, guest speakers coming and sharing their insights and their stories. And that uh, has been a huge, huge uh, help for us as well. So thank you all who participated and shared the stories of your success and failures and, and learnings. So uh, that's milestone is, is done. So we now need to move forward. And actually for this uh, episode, we decided to spend time talking about um, a topic uh, which has been on the air for a while already. And there are many people talking about this in different formats, about the, the difference between the lead generation and demand generation and what is better, what is more important and uh, where people need to follow nowadays. And uh, that is what we would like to uh, discuss uh, with you. So therefore, please participate with your comments, uh, whatever channel you are using, whether LinkedIn or, or YouTube or Facebook, and uh, share your uh, point of view on this. But I would like to start uh, firstly with just uh, maybe clarifying what actually is the difference between the lead generation and demand generation. Roland, what do you think? Well, I would say this way that if we look at lead generation, it's very, very driven, very purposeful activity with lots of lots yeah. of metrics, very tight, very tight pipeline measurement and so on. And the purpose of lead generation, as the name suggests, is actually generate contact, uh, contact details of uh, people who are interested in the solution that you are providing or solving the problem which your solution helps to helps to provide. And typically for lead generation, if we talk about complex B2B products, such as let's mm -hmm. say software or, or industrial automation or things like that, you use quite a lot of content, things like, uh, I don't know, eBooks, white papers, webinars, all kinds of yeah. tools and make an exchange uh, with your prospects. Uh, you ask them to submit a form and register and you provide the content that uh, they are, they are interested in. Right. So that is that is lead generation. And then from uh, from other hand, demand generation is much more broader, uh, broader approach, which first of all thinks of how to I would put it this way, how to 
get in the heads of your prospects, how to associate your your brand, your your, your business, even your personality with a certain expertise, um, certain solutions, certain services. And yes. I would say that in demand generation, generally, you are working in such a way that uh, when your prospects are actually ready, then they naturally gravitate to you. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Andrew? Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think, uh, I, I think uh, maybe uh, from how I see the lead generation is basically about going out and knocking the door of potential or prospective customers saying, hey, here is something I can offer to you. Uh, maybe you you are interested in that. And then you ask something in, in, in return, like uh, as you said, like uh, for instance, a contact information. And then you immediately do some other activities. Very often what we see these other activities are rather simple, just calling out and uh, trying to sell to these people something because this is a lead, right? Uh, the person indicated that uh, he or she has some interest about the topic or solution you are representing. Uh, however, whether it always works well, not sure. And that is something we will discuss uh, as well. While uh, demand generation, this is uh, mainly uh, educating uh, the audience and making them interested in actually or creating an interest creating a need for a solution or for a, a product what you are maybe representing and then actually when they are ready to do uh something already about this like uh, maybe moving forward to you know pilot or maybe moving forward with even purchasing this solution they are actually turning to you because uh you gain their trust you gained actually their uh interest and and they came themselves to the conclusion that they need uh, this solution then they need it from you and that is uh, yes. quite a big difference i think yes i would say that that uh, the i mean if you are in 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 business of of, of complex difficult to explain product or services mm -hmm. etc a good sign that you have established trust and 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 approachability is basically when some some of prospects call you up for a consultation very, very early. For example, if you are providing, let's say, software development services, they contact you even, even very, very early asking, for example, for advice. Okay, but how should we think about it? Or how should we internally create requirements for the application that we need? So this is this is what you really, really want to uh, want to get. Make it easy to knock on your doors and make sure that people, whenever they, they have this kind of problem, they, uh, they come to you. And... On contrast, if we, if we look at uh, hardcore uh, lead generation, um, mm -hmm. then it's let's say much more much more aggressive sales and much more much more pipeline based and so on. And I think if we compare both approaches, right? I mm -hmm. don't I, I don't think that we can say that uh, that 100% uh, lead generation or 100% demand generation is the right approach for most companies. It, it certainly depends on on the nature of business. I would say that. Uh, if you are selling, let's say, standardized or well-known things, for example, the same, uh, let's say, I don't know, software, uh, software development, right? Which is, which for customers is known why they need it, what kind of technology they want to use, and then they are looking for service. Then we probably look more at lead generation, right? But if we, if we are offering, let's say, some kind of broad services, then probably we need to engage demand generation and make sure we have a, a 
awareness about uh, our offering. Uh, we can educate customers and we yeah. can also open the door so that when they are uh, ready, they, uh, they come to you. Uh, interesting whoever... in terms of... Yes. No, what I wanted to, to add on this, I, I think uh, actually uh, you may look also at this uh, from the customer journey perspective and um, maybe reminding it again, but we have talked about this several times and all this uh, are, is available on our um, LinkedIn or YouTube channel as a recording, so feel free to check out. Uh, but uh, I think it's fundamentally um, still important to remember that there are different stages, what people are going through, right? And uh, lead generation is, is something what you uh, probably most uh, effectively can use at the stage where people are closer to the uh, decision-making process or to buying decision, right? So they are already uh, have realized the need, right? And and then you can come and you actually can uh, convert them much faster with your activities uh, and, you know, your, your lead generation will be more efficient. While, for instance, if these are markets or, or these are people whom you are targeting more in the uh, still kind of awareness stage or something around this, then probably lead generation will not simply work because uh, they don't have a need uh, realized yet. And demand generation, that is exactly where you can go and, uh, you know, create uh, basically this need, create the understanding of what, what, they, what they actually need. And then uh, having those two strategies and two motions, demand generation, and lead generation all together uh, actually ensures that you have full uh, customer journey covered. What do you think? Yes, I, 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 I agree. And, uh, and also here is, uh, here's another aspect to consider. Because mm -hmm. you see, with lead generation, um, the, problem is what, uh, the problem is that even if a person is interested, truly yes. interested in the solution you provide and let's say mm -hmm. person signed up uh, to read the ebook and person read the ebook with great interest and so on it by no means guarantees that respective person in their company have let's say a budget have internal agreement about making purchase or or simply the time mm -hmm. is right right mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and as we know both from practice and also from market research what maybe five percent of uh, of uh, all leads are basically making purchase decisions, right? And 95% are not ready yet. It doesn't mean that they are bad leads or, or, or you would not be able to sell them ever, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. you need to keep on nurturing them, right? And for nurturing, you need to create quite uh, quite a bit of content anyhow, right? You need to think about this long term staying in their, in their head, creating association, creating awareness. And uh, while you are creating this content, why not to use it more broadly for demand generation? Right. Yeah. I think, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And uh, one thing uh, what I was recently also reading about and actually thinking as well, and I guess we discussed with you um, too, so that uh, the the efficiency of this uh, gated uh, gated approach, right? And uh, of course, uh, being both marketeers and sales, we all want customer data to flow in into our CRM so that we know, okay, here is somebody like from that country, from that uh, company, who is kind of interested in the solution or product what we are offering. Let us, you know, immediately act on this. Let us call them, 
and try to you know uh, convert that's a, an understandable uh, kind of behavior however if you think of um, you know and if you properly measure it you will definitely see that it's very low um, effect on the pipeline if you do only that right because uh, um, as you rightly pointed out that only maybe up to five percent of the audience what you are actually reaching is is ready to have a sales conversation right so means that you have generated maybe 100 of these uh, leads uh, with the contact information maybe only five of them ready to talk to you and then think how many of them will convert into real business and the same mm -hmm. applies with the content so if you put uh, something like uh, an ebook or some other a type of educational content and you immediately start to gate people uh, towards this content um, just purely from statistical point of view uh, the paid advertising on LinkedIn or, or on Facebook uh, ensures you about one percent of people who are actually lending to your landing page right so imagine you reach 10,000 only 100 of them uh, comes to your landing page and then from the landing page, you manage to convert maybe, I don't know, 10 to 20%, right? So well, that's, in, that's in a that high end, estimate. That's yeah. a high estimate. That's that's with campaigns on, on, on Facebook, which uh, which work really well. If we look at LinkedIn, we typically see three, maybe 4% conversion rate, which is already good. Yeah, but, so... Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, but generally, I very much, uh, much uh, agree with your uh, thinking. And also, if we just... Uh, purely run the numbers right and i did it right right before this uh -huh. <laughs> this episode i did it i actually checked uh, how much would it uh, cost to generate leads in a segment of uh, nordics manufacturing companies with employee ca count up to 200 who are uh, working in industrial automation right and yes. i can say say the following right that uh, just looking conservatively at linkedin provided numbers we can say for sure that lead basically a person registering on landing page for your content yes. would cost over 100 euros right and that corresponds uh -huh. to our, our our own experience as well right yeah. so over sure. 100 euros you're paying to get one contact details at the other end of spectrum what happened if we set up our campaign in such a way that it was shown to maximum number of people in the same segment and yeah. guess what if we run campaign for a month and if we are showing uh, showing our posts on LinkedIn uh, to the same audience, <laughs> and, and if we manage to show eight times the same post during 30 days, it costs, guess what? It has, costs roughly four cents for, uh, for impression, right? Which is incredibly cheap, right? Mm -hmm. And if you are good with creative, and if you are good with conveying messages just with your posts or with videos or something, you can you can actually build build awareness build the build the build some kind of impression on this audience yes. and then in the in the middle if we if we run a campaign which is again targeted to exactly the same audience but it does one more thing it actually not only shows our messages to those people but it's also set in such a way that that it uh, it invites clicks to our website basically taking them away to our ebook or our webinar mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. like in such case, uh, one click costs roughly 1.5 euros, right? So at the end of the day, if we are using content just to educate people, if we are giving it freely away, right, it, co it costs us dirty cheaply. And if we ask ourselves, 
do we really want to educate that audience? Right? Very often mm-hmm. the answer is actually yes. Actually, we would benefit if more people would read our ebook, watch our uh, video, or or something, right? So very often there there is a good business reason for ungating content, right? But of course the drawback is that uh, then you don't have this lead information, uh, you cannot build pipeline around it, you cannot do follow ups. It's 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 much more difficult to measure. But uh, I think it's yes and no actually. Yeah, I, I think uh, you are right that probably you you are not getting the right or direct information about the, the contact right into your CRM. Though, uh, again, uh, I think uh, I, I always try r- to remember the, the buyer journey, right? And you need to also think about this uh, when you set uh, the objective of your campaign or your investments into paid media. What exactly you want to achieve? And if you are targeting somebody who is already in the very, you know, final phase of the buyer journey or close to that, uh, it, it does completely... It, it does make sense for you to have a gated or have some kind of uh, registration uh, to collect the data of, of these prospects. And, and they will be uh, probably willing to share if, you, if you're providing something valuable to, to them, right? But same time, if you want just uh, to really uh, create the market, if you want to activate those people who are um not uh, realize the problem yet and they they are even not thinking about your problem or your your solution at all then it does not make sense to gate anything to them it, it's rather better to follow this approach what you just explained just you know have a different objective for your paid media um, programs and campaigns and distribute as as wide as possible this content so that people see you people learn about you people start to think about the problem what you're trying to solve right and then uh yes you are not getting their contact information but if you have good uh, setup of analytics and good setup of your media campaign so including retargeting audiences uh, what you are setting up based on visits based on engagement with your ads and, and stuff like that you still can uh, move and 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 continue working with this audience because you 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 are creating it at the initial stage, and then you have to have something uh, follow up like uh, maybe another stage content, maybe another form of the content, and just by the doing retargeting or different other channel activities, you will develop this interest. Will you will nurture? just not simply by sending an email as you would do it when you collect an information or by calling, but uh, through the other channels. And that uh, still will bring you a result what you're expecting and even maybe better. Yes, and I would I would uh, remind listeners that actually we had, I think, even two uh, uh, talks episodes with Olga Bakanova. She was managing um, she was ma- managing exactly this thing basically social media for Microsoft and she shared plenty of, of insights and knowledge how to use social uh, social media actually to, cre- to create this uh, demand to create this awareness and so on and and this is this is actually a good episode I, I, I also listened back to it when preparing uh, when preparing for uh, for this um, this discussion we have today and also from other hand if we look at fry talks, right as a today we have 25th episode it's also i would say it's very very squarely fits into activities uh, regard uh, which re- directly relate to demand generation because we are not really registering mm-hmm. people 
we are trying to distribute fry talks as broadly as possible both as a linkedin events as a youtube live and recordings uh, facebook i post on my own fa facebook on twitter etc etc and uh, what do you what do you think andres what's your feeling is fry, fry talks working or, or or not as demand generation activity Uh, I, I think, you know, the difference, uh, uh, you know, typical lead generation activity is that you don't see leads coming in next day after you launch the campaign, right, uh, into your CRM. However, uh, as, as we, as you asked me what, what uh, we feel, we definitely feel that, you know, there are much more interest about ourselves, about our company, about our services coming in so we we almost every day have calls when people you know asking us for the advice or recommendation some of them just uh, uh, you know really sharing um, our insights and uh, recommendations but some of them are already turning into the business for us right and uh, this is uh, this didn't happen before we started to do activities like fry talks and uh, um, another advantage of the Fry Talk is that actually it gives you a lot of reasons for creating the content. First of all, you are getting a feedback from the audience. You are better feeling what actually audience is, um, you know, thinking about um, from the questions, from the comments, uh, and, and we have a couple of really big fans of our uh, Fry Talks from a from couple of other countries, and they are kind enough to kind of inspire us with new topics. But uh, it also uh, creates uh, like a content what you can repurpose for different uh, channels in different ways. And as Ron mentioned, so we started just with the LinkedIn alone, right? Then we expanded it to the uh, podcast, then we actually now have a YouTube channel, which is uh, nicely summarized everything. So to make it more convenient for people to consume and, and that also again, uh, increase our footprint and increase our, our kind of, uh, audience as well. So that, that's our experience. Yes, but definitely. I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I think it, it works for us. And, uh, and I would say that uh, demand generation is not something that you can built over 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 one day it certainly takes months until you feel that uh, you have any audience at all and probably takes even more until you see things indicating that it turns into some kind of a commercial commercial success so basically we are talking about uh, routine uh, routine scheduled activities which uh, which actually means uh, sharing uh, content sharing content regularly so that you establish a connection between your company between uh, between your company and the services you you, you are you're you're promoting in in the in the in the heads or 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 in, in the heads of your your audience it it's, doesn't happen like uh, very quickly like a lead generation right which you can measure exactly. you launch campaign exactly. in morning in the evening you can measure results and and uh, and uh, you can report you, you, back you still probably can measure results also on demand generation right there so there are certain kpis uh, and again i think it's it's matter of uh, just aligning uh, the kpis with the the motions you are driving but uh, you you still can see whether it works or not 
um, but but the time what is needed for you, for uh, one motion versus another motion to fill in your pipeline uh, is probably different. Yes, but again, yeah. uh, what is more important is not the how fast your pipeline will be will be stuffed with uh, a lot of leads, but what is the real outcome of these leads, right? And that is where I would uh, really draw your attention to measure carefully what actually is the real outcome of what uh, you are doing in terms of the lead generation right are they converting into your in the, into real business for you and from where those valuable leads actually are coming and uh, that's definitely uh, worth looking at but on top of what you mentioned yes. uh, ron i wanted to say that completely agree with the consistency so consistency and execution that's very critical for the success especially for the longer and mid-term activities so this is not something what you can do as an ad hoc like today we do then next week we we maybe skip and then again we maybe do something it, it should be really on consistent base that's one but another one is that um, uh, you 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 have to uh you you have to make it uh, um like as a as a as a habit uh, in in your organization and as a routine try to try to avoid like doing it for the lead generation purpose right so if you always you know every fry talk if you would expect that hey we do fry talk because we want to have 10 new leads that would not work and I think for you who are listening to us, probably you would feel that he, these guys are just, you know, uh, trying to sell something. Uh, these type of activities, uh, they require a different mindset and different approach. And that's uh, another reason to keep in mind. Yeah. Yes. Um, but finally, I would like to talk a bit about how actually you can measure the impact of yeah. uh, demand generation yeah. campaigns, right? What happens if you are sharing posts, insights, ebooks, videos, making podcasts, etc. You are not uh, asking people to register. So it works like a radio. You're kind of doing your thing, but you have no idea is anyone listening or, or, or not, right? So uh, there are still few ways to measure. And uh, first of all, uh, look at your website traffic, right? Because in many cases, when you're posting content, you, you want also to provide some kind of call to action. Let's say go over and re read the blog post or watch the video. Or, or, or get the full version of ebook, right? And then obviously you can measure on your Google Analytics what impact is this making? Are you getting, are you getting mm -hmm. people coming in? Are they, are they further converting to let's say signing up for consultation or, or, or something? That is, that is one thing. Uh, second thing, you can use technologies such as, uh, such as Lead Info, which already provides you insights from which companies your traffic is coming, right? Because of all the cookies limitation, tracking uh, tracking limitation, and so on, this tool is not perfect. It will not be able to tell you uh, about uh, all of your visitors. But even if you get the information about 30% of your visitors, still it's a good information which, uh, which you can use to judge whether your message is resonating with your target audience. And, uh, and third thing actually is also to try to see how much branded search you have on Google. Because when people are searching specifically for your company, it means they kind of have your, they are thinking about your company. They are going very specifically uh, to your website uh, to, to learn something or do something, right? And these metrics can give you a sense. Is it working or not? 
again they are not uh, too uh, too uh, too precise right but uh, this is the best measurement and again i would recommend uh, going back to those episodes with olga bakanova where she explained it in greater length but don't make mistake of uh, of uh, looking at engagement rates right particularly if you are b2b company selling technologies this is no sexy stuff these are not cut cut videos right and b2b audience reacts differently they don't like they don't comment they don't share however if they are interested they take action and actually go over to your website and you should be able to see these results in your google analytics yeah and and the, the google analytics or any other type of analytics is very key here because you need to really have a good setup of analytics on your website and actually other channels to see a complete picture you need to be able to track uh from the very bottom to very uh um uh, down to the of the funnel right what is happening how the flow uh is coming right from where those people are coming into my website what channels actually makes the most of my traffic whether your organic channels are growing and then also when they convert right on your website or on other channel uh you have to have a, a possibility to see from where they come like just by simply using some um, maybe attribution software but it's not necessary always you can also just have a question uh which uh, helps you to determine from where uh, those people actually uh, learned about you and that will give you a, a good sense of uh you know whether activities what you are running are working or not but again this is just at the beginning uh, and and we just sharing uh, like directionally where you need to think right there are many different layers what needs to be considered but if you already covered that uh, that's that's a good progress i think yeah and uh, one more thing i which i think is very important it is to start with um, with at least some strategy and very clearly understand what exactly is your audience because you see again if you are if you are paying for your content to be distributed it's super important to know whom you want it to be distributed to right and if you go for narrow audience enough uh, then this distribution actually is not too expensive it's it, it's actually pretty cheap however you can really get into heads of your specific audience by having them uh, see your content frequently enough so that after a while even in their sleep if they are woken up they think about you as the as the <laughs> first association related to solutions you provide yes yes and uh, as competition is growing and everyone is doing something on digital the branding uh, actually start to become is a very very important and strong differentiator and if you create your brand properly uh, and uh, here we are not talking about just uh, making it uh, look sexy or something like that but it's in b2b more importantly to create a trust so that people recognize you mm -hmm. as a trusted advisor right so then that will ensure you incoming uh, leads incoming demand uh, in the future in the midterm um, and so on but uh, just to summarize as, as time is already over and uh, it as always we have just you know started our conversation but it seems that half an hour already passed uh just to sum up uh, i think um my my takeaway is that there is no just uh, one or another like lead generation or demand generation i think both needs to be employed in order to make sure that you have covered 
the, the activities to capture the existing demand on the market. And same time, you have something uh, happening on the background to supply your mid-term and long-term needs for the, for the pipeline, right? So creating a market for you, creating a demand uh, for you. And uh, uh, therefore, you, you have, to set, have to see and have to have two uh, motions working together and uh, consistency and execution that's the key not amount of uh, activities not amount of content you are running but rather like properly planned and properly executed uh, um, activities that what makes sense at least from from my experience Roland, anything from yes. your side yes and once you start don't drop it don't drop it even if yeah. it feels like it provides no value you have no audience etc because I think even with Fry Talks, we had the feeling that something perhaps is working a few months into, into it. Not initially, not, uh, not at all. Yeah. So, therefore, uh, thank you again for being with us. Um, we encourage you to follow um, us on um, LinkedIn or on YouTube or any other channel of your preference. Uh, just search for IBD Consulting or use a hashtag FryTalks where you will be able to see all the content related to that. Uh, as I mentioned already, uh, all the previous episodes are available on uh, podcast platforms. Just go there and, and subscribe and uh, let us know what do you think. Similarly, actually, we have now put together like uh, all the possible content, not only FryTalks, but also our webinars, our other recordings and events on the YouTube channel. So please check it out and let us know what do you think, what you would recommend us doing better. Um, and then uh, we see each other again in two weeks and uh, talk about some other topic. Thank you very much for being with us. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm.